What's going on, everybody? It is your man's Jose Ledesma back on the mic, and today we're going to discuss how Thursday night's game between the Bucks and the Bears went, and then do a quick overview of all the games this upcoming Sunday and Monday and Tuesday. Crazy. Uh, all the COVID stuff pushed a couple games back into Monday and Tuesday, so without further ado, let's get started. The Bears and the Bucks, very entertaining game. Um, I didn't expect Nick Foles to rally the troops as well as he did, even though he is known to do that. Um, and he honestly has now back-to-back wins against Tom Brady, which is very good and makes the Bears very comfortable in, in, uh, in, in knowing Nick Foles as the starting quarterback. Uh, Tom, though, I don't understand what happened on that fourth down play, how he thought it was third down and thought it was turning fourth down and not fourth down and turning into turnovers on downs. Uh, you can just tell this this team is just not in sync in general, especially on offense. Tom Brady is still trying to figure out the weapons, but it doesn't help that all of his weapons are basically injured. Uh, you got O.J. Howard out for the season. They didn't play with Chris Godwin, and they barely had Mike Evans because he already had an injury. Um, he basically just only had Mike Evans and Ronald Jones as his two main weapons in this game, which doesn't help, obviously. The Bears, though, they did take advantage of that, especially Khalil Mack. He had a monster game. Two sacks, three hits, and it was just a force to be reckoned with in this game. Tampa's O-line just needs to get continue to get better. That right tackle, the rookie. I, honestly, both tackles are not that good right now, uh, especially Donovan Smith, who uh, got the big contract a couple years ago with the Bucks, uh, is their left tackle. He's just not very good. I don't know how he got that extension. They were better off just drafting another tackle. Um, and then the rookie, obviously, is still learning. He's good, but he's obviously still learning on the job, which makes it tough. Uh, Bears offense, though, you can see that they just still don't have a running game. It's it's tough to really control a game if you can't run the ball. But, hey, Nick Foles is, is basically able to take command of that offense and make it his own, which obviously propels them to a W like they did against Tampa Bay. Good game overall, though. Off to the now week five predictions. Let us start with the Raiders going to Kansas City to play the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes has only lost one game against his division rivals, and that was against the Chargers last year or two years ago. Um, So he's basically damn near perfect in his own division. Um, And I don't see how that won't continue to how that won't continue this game. Um, Raiders defense just can't stop stop anybody, honestly. Um, Patrick Mahomes should win this game pretty easily. I'd say 35 to 14. I mean, once once you got once you get a hit on the Raiders, maybe they'll score 21 points, but they just they just can't stop anybody. And, and Derek Carr is not a good quarterback when getting beat um, in the fourth quarter, especially when he's having to force to pass in obvious passing situations. He's not a good quarterback in those situations. You got to create lead for him, and then that's when he plays more comfortable. So. 35-14, Kansas City, Jaguars, and the Texans. I think with Bill O'Brien finally fired, thank God, um, one of the three fires I'm waiting to happen, um, Matt Patricia and Detroit and Dan Quinn in Atlanta are obviously the two other guys that I just don't see keeping their jobs too much longer and honestly should have been fired after this this past weekend. Oh, and Adam Gase. I forgot Adam Gase. I'm sick and tired of him too in New York. Um, but yeah, anyway, at least Bill O'Brien's gone. And with that being said, Romeo Cornell is now the interim head coach and he is known to actually get guys fired up. 
especially in his first uh, day, first week as the interim head coach. He's usually known to win those games, to fire the troops and rally them together. And I think this is the game to do it against Jacksonville. It's a, not only a division rival, but it's a weaker division rival. Should be pretty fun, though, because of the fact they have Gardner Minshew in Jacksonville, and he's he's inconsistent. he's been inconsistent this season, but once he gets going, man, he gets he can get going, and I think he can get going against this Texans defense, and I think there's going to be a lot of points scored, but in the end, I think the Texans will win 30-27. to 27. Uh, Should be a very fun game. Deshaun Watson, though, should be much improved uh, with probably um, a tweaked system, probably better fits him. And in the offseason, there's going to have to be a lot of changes made to this Texans team. But for right now, they're just going to have to find a way to start winning some games and building momentum. Hopefully, they can get back into the playoff picture or even just be competitive in this division. Off to the Cardinals going to New York against the Jets. Uh, Cardinals, after starting hot with 2-0, and are now starting to slow down a little bit. The, the candle's starting to have less flame to it. Kyler Murray is starting to show his, uh, his he's mistake-prone a little bit. Um, turning over the ball a little bit more than you would like from your starting quarterback. And uh, fortunately, he is playing the Jets, and the Jets right now have nobody on that team except they are getting Le'Veon Bell back, which is a plus. But they're losing Sam Darnold, and Jamison Crowder, I think, is believed to be questionable this game as well. So if, if even with Jamison Crowder coming back, I don't see how much of a fight Joe Flacco can put up in this game. And I think this is going to be a good bounce-back game for the Cardinals as well. So Cardinals should handle this game pretty easily. I'd say 21 to 10. Um, there's going to be some garbage points, obviously, with the Jets. They always find a way to score randomly in the fourth quarter after they're already being down by a lot. But the Cardinals should use this as a teaching game uh, where they can get better and where they obviously need to improve and whatnot. And I think this is a good game to do it, especially with probably their confidence taking a blow a little bit. Um like I said, 21 to 10, Arizona. Off to the Bengals, going to Baltimore to play the Ravens. Joe Burrow's going to have, man, he's going to have a cutout for him this game. This is the best defense he's played by far, and he's going to have to play them again later on down the line since they're division rivals. But I think this is also where Lamar Jackson is really going to shine. He's, he's dominated in his um, division as well. Kind of like how Patrick Mahomes had in his division. He's 7-1 in his AFC North opponent games. And I don't see how he just doesn't dominate crazy. Um, I thought he would have did better a little better last week against the Washington football team. But I think now that he's playing the Bengals defense, who is worse, uh, I think this is really where Lamar is just going to – stats are going to go crazy. So if you have him on fantasy team, make sure he's your starter this week. Uh, with that being said, Joe Burrow, this is this is honestly what I'm going to be watching for in this game. I'm not going to really pay attention to the the Ravens side of the ball in this because I know what the Ravens are going to do. They're going to dominate. They're going to destroy them. Uh, scoreboard, uh, obviously, is going to be destroying them. But I'm just going to watch Joe Burrow, how he's going to react to playing a defense like this that's going to apply pressure, that's going to have his receivers covered very well. Um Honestly, that's just honestly what I'm looking for this game, just watching Joe Burrow and how he's going to respond. Um, but even with that being said, the Ravens should win this game 28-3. Um, I just think with the time of possession the Ravens are going to have, they're going to just run this clock down, prevent Joe Burrow from coming on the field. And if he does come on the field, he's going to try to force some balls, which are going to be picked off and fumbled and whatnot. So 28-3 to Baltimore. 
Philadelphia going to Pittsburgh to play the Steelers. Um, Eagles got uh, got had some things go their way last Sunday against the 49ers. Um, 49ers offensive line didn't show up, um, and, and it showed how good, obviously, the Eagles' D-line is. Uh, Pittsburgh's offensive line is not much better, but I think Pittsburgh's going to have a better game plan than the 49ers did last week, and they're going to just run the ball more and, and force the Eagles to be great run defenders, which they honestly don't have great run defense. It's honestly just that defensive line and, and, and bust when it comes to who they try to stop. Big Ben, should uh, he needs to be faster when it comes to the start of the game. He needs to get a groove going. These slow starts will end up biting them in the butt if they continue to have that. And I think if they go off to a fast start this game, then that's when that defensive line for the Steelers will take over and eat up Carson Wentz and it will make the Eagles look really bad again. And I think that's what's going to happen this game. I think the Steelers are going to get up two, three touchdowns and just Carson Wentz is just going to throw it away. T.J. Watt, Bud Dupree, Cameron Hayward, those, those guys are just going to eat him alive once they get a lead. But it's dependent on when they get the lead. Are they going to start slow? And if so, then that's going to be easier on the Eagles and Carson Wentz to maybe keep it close or uh, even get a lead on them. So it's just going to depend on the tempo of the Steelers. Uh, will they allow Carson Wentz and the Eagles to stick around or will they develop that lead and then just allow T.J. Watt and those guys to eat? But... I do see that happening. I think they will get up a couple scores, and then that's when those guys will get beat up Carson Wentz and make him force some throws or even fumble the ball. So without further ado, I think this final score is going to be 32-7. to seven. Um, I think this game is going to be annihilation. Uh, Eagles, I think they just had some things go their way last week against the 49ers, and I don't see this becoming a... A, a, a reoccurrence with them. I think they're just going to keep getting their true color shown, especially with the dominant defense like the Steelers. Um, it just depends on Big Ben in that offense. Are they going to be off to a slow start and keep the Eagles around, or are they just going to get ahead and destroy them? Um, but yeah, I think they're going to go with the destroy route on this one. Off to the Panthers going to Atlanta to play the Falcons. Panthers, uh, have, have after starting off 0-2, now, even without Christian McCaffrey, which is crazy, they're actually looking like a better team, especially on the defensive side. Um, that defense is starting to play with continuity and is honestly just building more confidence, in my opinion. Uh, Atlanta, they've been in every game they've played. They just haven't been able to close them, man. It's, it's crazy. They get these big leads, and then they blow them. Um, I honestly, and, and I usually keep picking them, but then I keep being wrong. So I really want to go with Carolina here. Uh, especially with how Teddy Bridgewater and that offense is, is really coming together in the passing game. Uh, and Mike Davis is playing really well, too, in the absence of Christian McCaffrey. So, uh, But it's just, I really want to pick Atlanta. I, you know what? I'm going to pick Atlanta. I'll go 21-14 Atlanta. Um, Carolina is shown to put up points, but I think Atlanta is going gonna, is gonna to do some things on defense to keep them in check, at least towards the end. And Matt Ryan should be able to put up some points as well. Julio Jones' health, though, is a big question this game. Um, is he really healthy? Is he going to continue to deal with that hamstring and linger on this whole year? They might have to just give him a, another week off, a full week off of practice and a game, just to really get his hamstring up to par. But 21-14 Atlanta. L.A. going to Washington to play the football team. Rams uh, have been hot off hot as a team, except this last week. Obviously, they were able to kept in check 
Um, again, the Buffalo Bills, before they actually started roaring back and almost actually end up beating the Buffalo Bills. But I don't see that being a problem for them this week against Washington football team. The I don't like what Ron – I've been a huge fan of Ron Rivera, um, not just because he's a fellow Puerto Rican gentleman, but um, his coaching decision I just didn't like this week was sitting Dwayne Haskins and putting in Kyle Allen. And his reasoning was in, in interviews was that he just feels that he um, Dwayne Haskins hasn't learned the offense yet and that he's just kind of learning on the fly and hasn't really absorbed it. So he's putting in Kyle Allen, who was in his system last year in Carolina, and who he feels just knows the system better right now. And it's just allowing Dwayne Haskins to just kind of sit back and get, go learn the playbook again and just kind of continue to learn. Um, which put him at third string with Alex Smith actually being the backup is an interesting choice, though. Uh, interesting because of his leg. You don't know if Kyle Allen will get hurt, and then Alex Smith has to go in. Is he ready to go in? Who who knows? It's just it's just a lot of question marks, and I didn't just didn't like the decision of him being benched anyway. But hey, you know I don't get paid to make those type of to make those type of decisions. So there is that. L.A., though, should win 28-7. Um, I, I don't see how Washington get, can get anything going on the offense. I, I mean, Kyle Allen had a four-game winning streak last last year with the Carolina Panthers when Ron Rivera was the head coach up until they faced the 49ers and got obliterated. But I don't see that happening with him on the Washington football team. They just don't have, besides Terry McLaurin, they don't really have the weapons to really push the ball downfield and put up numbers like that. So 28-7 L.A. Um, off to the 49ers playing the Dolphins uh, in Santa Clara. 49ers, man, they, they really, especially on the coaches and the play calling, they really shit the bed on that game against the Eagles. Um, and especially Nick Mullins, man. Oh, God. It was, he had a god-awful game, man. God-awful game. Um he, you just knew right away, especially when he had missed those first two passes on the opening drive, that you just knew he just didn't have the confidence in his arm or maybe just in the offensive line. It, it was it was a combination of things, but along with the play calling on both coaches, I think it was just a disaster game where nothing went right, really. But I think this game they will bounce back against the Dolphins, um, even though if they don't keep Ryan Fitzpatrick in check, this is a game they could definitely lose. Because Ryan Fitzpatrick, man, he's very streaky. He gets really cold and looks really bad some games. But then if you let him, if you let him get going, he, he can look really good and, and end up beating you. So this is honestly going to be who starts off fast. Whoever starts off fast will win this game, um, and whoever struggles early is is going to likely be the loser. So should be a close game though, closer than I th- I think most people will expect. Um, I don't know what the what the favor is. I know the Niners are favored, but I don't know if it's by six points or seven points. I honestly, if I was a betting man, I'd take, I'll still take the Niners to win, but I'll take the Dolphins and the points. Um, I think this game is going to be close. 21 to uh, 17. Um, I honestly think that the Dolphins can can score on this 49ers defense because they're just, they're honestly just depleted. They don't have any starters from the beginning of the year on this defense besides Javon Kinlaw and Eric Armstead, and I honestly know there's a couple guys, but a lot of most 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 of them are gone. 
You only got guys like Aaron Armstead and then Jimmy Ward, who honestly is dealing with a wrist injury this week, and then Jaquaski Tart, who's always injury prone, so you never know if he'll even play every game. But uh, 21-17, 49ers. Um, Should be entertaining, though. Off to the Cowboys playing the Giants in Dallas. Um, Giants are just a mess. (laughs) I mean, there's just no other way to put it. They're a mess. Even though last week... um, they had the the Rams against the ropes. They honestly just, I think they just fitted um, defensively. They just were schemed up well enough against the Rams to keep them in check like that. They just couldn't close the deal and honestly couldn't just beat the Rams and finish the game out. And the Dallas Cowboys are a mess too in the sense that they just don't know what team they are, offensively or defensively. You're trying to be make Dak this this. 40, 50 times a game type of thrower and throw up these big numbers when, honestly, most of those yards are garbage points. Because once your team's already down 21 points, you got to force Dak to throw the ball a lot. And that's just, I don't know, this is ugly for Dallas on both sides, especially defensively. Mike Nolan needs to be fired. They need to bring in a real defense coordinator, not a guy who hasn't been a coordinator in almost 10 years. And it's just a favor from Mike McCarthy, honestly. But even with this being said, the Cowboys should handle this game easily. Um, I'll, I'll go 28-14 uh, Cowboys. Um, they should get up on them early, uh, but they need to run the ball. Need to run the ball with Zeke. You, you keep trying to make this a, a pass-first team when it's not. Run the ball, especially with the injuries you have on your offensive line. You lost Tyron Smith for the year. You also lost your right tackle for the year before it even started. Then you lose your center. So, they got a lot of injuries, and, and the best medicine for uh, not as good offensive line is to run the dang ball. So, off to the Colts going to Cleveland to play the Browns. This is honestly going to be my favorite game to watch this week, and I think it's going to be the best game of the week. This and uh, hopefully Buffalo Titans, but this is the one right here for me. Colts going to Cleveland to play the Browns. Cleveland was very impressive. Uh, as a team with that team win against the Cowboys last week, uh, especially running the ball, even though they lost Nick Chubb, they end up finding a bright spot with the backup to Nick Chubb and Hunt in the rookie. So that's another backup running back who can run 100 yards for them. And I don't see how they don't stop that formula this game. I mean, Colts' defense is superb. I think they're probably the best defense in the league right now. Um, especially the way they've been playing these last two, three weeks. They're right now on a hot streak. But Brown's offense is on a hot streak. So who's going to give in this game is where it it comes down to. Who's going to give? The Colts defense or the Brown's offense? Kareem Hunt, man, he's going to finally show that he was a stud running back, which people who know know already, but um, after that domestic uh, situation happened and him getting cut by the Chiefs, then having to wait and then finally signed by the Browns where people usually laugh when people get signed by the Browns because that's usually where people's career used to die all the time. But now with no Nick Chubb, uh, who's obviously a beast, and it's unfortunate the Browns don't have him for these next six weeks, um, allegedly by the injury reports, Kareem Hunt, man, he's going to show that he's a top three running back in this league and going to get the load of the carries. And this game, honestly... The reason why I find this game is going to be so fun and, and so good is it can go either way. I honestly have been tossing up about this game these last three days. 
I've chosen the Browns. I've chosen the Colts. I think either one could win this game. But in the end, I'm going to go with the more stable team and the more stable organization. I think it's just at the end, they'll just the Colts will just luck it out and get a game-winning field goal. So I'm going to go 31-28 Indianapolis Colts. Um, it's it's going to be a fun game. And honestly, the Browns could win this game too. I mean, I don't see how either I – I wouldn't have a problem with either team winning. It's just going to be an overall fun game in my opinion. I think just the deciding factor is going to be the Colts passing defense versus Baker Mayfield. The Colts passing defense is the best in the league right now. And Baker Mayfield, as we all know, isn't a consistent quarterback or even that good of a quarterback. So it's going to be, it's going to be based on that. So watch that. Sunday night, Minnesota going to Seattle to play the Seahawks. I mean, Russell Wilson is undefeated against the Vikings, especially... Uh, and has dominated especially against Kirk Cousins, whether he was in Washington or now with Minnesota. I mean, I don't see how this is a contest. Minnesota's secondary is probably the worst in the NFL, and Russell Wilson's right now the MVP. So you put two and two together, and and you figure out what I'm trying to say. (laughs) This game shouldn't be close. Uh, Let's go 35-10. I mean, (laughs) I don't see how this just doesn't get ugly in a hurry, especially with... Uh, how bad that secondary is for Minnesota. The only the only way this could become a game is if Dalvin Cook just runs for 200 yards and keeps Russell Wilson in, on the sidelines with dominating time of possession. Um, that's honestly Minnesota's only chance. If they don't do that, then they have no chance. So there is that. And now the doubleheader on Monday night, uh, ESPN with Broncos going to New England to play the Patriots. This game was pushed to Monday because of the whole positive test from Stephon Gilmore and another Patriots player this past week. But either way it goes, even if they don't play without those guys, even if they do play without those guys, Denver still doesn't have a chance. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how they do. Um, Lindsay, I've been uh, heard on the news reports, Lindsay should come back for Denver. And maybe Drew Locke, he's, it's like 50-50, but I doubt it, honestly, at this point. Um, I don't think he's going to come back this week. And I think Lindsey, even if he does come back, won't have a big role. So, Cam Noon, um, I, I think he is playing. I don't know if he's off the COVID list yet. I haven't known for sure. Um, I'm going to assume he's off the COVID list and he's ready to play this game on Monday. So, with that in mind, in my opinion, I think New England should handle this game um, with time of possession and bring the ball. Whether with or without Cam Newton, they should win this game. They're going to be pissed off they lost against the Chiefs when they had a chance to win. And especially with that bogus call uh, with Cam, uh, Patrick Mahomes not getting the fumble call. I don't know how the refs thought that was an incomplete pass. That was definitely a fumble, which honestly would have probably gave New England the game at that point and would have changed the whole outcome. So, with that being said, I think they're going to be pissed off and take it out on Denver. Um, I'm going to go 21-3. to to three. Um, Denver's offense, man, is kind of inept right now. And I don't see how that defense is any better. Because that defense has had a lot of injuries. And New England is just going to be pissed. So, 21-3, New England. Here's another interesting game, though, this week. That I think can go either way. Uh L.A. Chargers going to New Orleans to play the Saints. That that Saints man, they're 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 a mess right now. There's just no way to put it. And the Chargers are wildly inconsistent. 
especially Justin Herbert, the young rookie quarterback who was announced by Anthony Lynn, is going to be the starter going forward the rest of the year, uh, hopefully with no injuries involved. The Chargers, they, if Justin Herbert can get going, they can tear up the secondary. The secondary is just not playing good right now. And the Saints, at any point, are up for pickings. Um, so this is a game, honestly, either one can, can win. But I'm going to choose the Saints in this one. I'm going to go 28-24 New Orleans. Uh, should be a wild, entertaining game. I think both quarterbacks are going to throw for a lot of yards. And the main key I think they'll win this game is that they're finally going to get Michael Thomas back, the Saints that is. And I think that's going to what is going to make Drew Brees comfortable, have a little bit more confidence throwing the ball. And, I mean, hey, having your security blanket helps, right? So, 28-24, New Orleans. Off to the last game, which is going to be played on Tuesday night. Um, Another game that was pushed back because of Tennessee and how bad they've been with their COVID protocols, breaking the rules, practicing at some high school in Nashville. Um, Tennessee is a mess right now, man. They're just not able to get it together. And I wouldn't be surprised if this game's a blowout from Buffalo. Uh, which who I do have winning this game. Um, Tennessee, with all these missed practices or not practicing or breaking the rules, like all this stuff that Tennessee has going on, they have all this, they have this huge, huge mess going on, and no one is really able to clean it up right now. And honestly, they're probably just, I want, I don't want to say out of shape, but they're probably going to be rusty, especially with having an unsure schedule, whether it's now or going forward. Um, having not to play last week because they pa- they had positive tests, so I think Buffalo is going to be pretty be really good in this game, especially Josh Allen. He's right now just on fire. I think him, Aaron Rodgers, and Russell Wilson are in the MVP conversations uh, with Russell Wilson leading the way right now. I think as of right now, this game is going to be let's say twenty seven to fourteen. Um, Buffalo should handle the game pretty easily. Uh, I, I really like Josh Allen the way he's playing right now. In Tennessee, you don't know what you're going to get from them, especially with them having all these positive COVID tests, players not being able to play because of it, and how many players are actually not going to play this game due to COVID or just due to being, them being out of shape or rusty in general. Because once you test positive, you can't you can't practice at all. You can't be in this facility or nothing. So... I think with all these distractions from Tennessee and, and the uncertainty uncertainties from Tennessee, I think they're just going to show up and be a mess. But going forward, they should be better. Um, yes. Buffalo should win. Final score is going to be 28 to 10. I don't know. I had 27-13. Yes, 27-13 Buffalo. And... With that being it, I appreciate you guys for listening and giving your time on this beautiful Saturday. And let's enjoy some football this week. It's going to be crazy having a game on Tuesday. Um, oh, no, yeah, due to this game being pushed back to Tuesday, um, the Thursday night game between Buffalo and Kansas City was obviously pushed back to Saturday. So expect that to happen next week on the schedule. And with that being said, thank you everybody for listening and appreciate y'all on the Jose Ledesma Sports Talk Show. Later.